Welcome to your weekly dose of alignment with me, your host, Michelle File. Not too many years ago, I was far from feeling aligned in my life. I was stressed out, 80 pounds overweight, insecure, and happy, but really unhappy, if that makes sense. Life was happening to me instead of me creating the life I desired. In one small twist of fate, after a 20-year career as a top Aveda salon and spa owner, I completely changed the trajectory of my life. This one empowering pivot has led me to the top of my network marketing company, graduating as a nutritional therapy practitioner, and helping thousands of women make changes with their health, mindset, and finances. And this is where I get to share it all with you. I hope to bring you guests, experiences, insights, and tangible pieces of information that will help you elevate your life too. Creating a holistic approach to success is my goal. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, you guys, welcome back. Welcome back to In Total Alignment. And I have another guest today, and I'm just so excited to have this woman on with me today because we met... Well, I guess a little over a year ago when we both enrolled into the nutritional therapy practitioner program together, and we ended up being in a cohort together. So basically they take the hundreds of people that sign up for this course, and then you break off into little groups. So we were in a telegram app together and just like supported each other. There was about 10 of us and we, we became good friends and just supported each other throughout the whole course. So Presley is here. She is amazing. If you do nothing else with this, you need to follow her on Instagram because she is crushing it. I'm so proud of her on Instagram because I know you didn't do this before. And you are just doing so great. So at Restoring Roots Wellness, you need to go follow Presley. And today we're just going to talk about why we chose to do that program, what we're doing with all that information now. And Presley just has some really, really good ways. I love how she explains things so simply. So hi, Presley. Thank you for coming. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. And I would just love for you to share with everyone how and why you dove into the nutritional therapy practitioner program. All right. Well, thanks for having me on, Michelle. I'm really excited to be here too. Um, So I kind of have a long health journey that started back in 2017. Um, So I'll give a little bit of background on that. So in 2017, I got married and When I got married, I was the heaviest I had ever been. Um, Weirdly enough, I actually didn't realize it at the time. Um, I think I was just in the middle of like such a great relationship that I just didn't realize that my health was going down the drain. And seeing pictures of myself at my wedding is when I really noticed Mm -hmm. that I looked inflamed, I looked sick, and I needed to change. Um, So in 2017, the keto diet was a big thing. And so I started on the keto diet and long story short, that kind of took me through starting keto and then entering into 1200 calories, um, long-term intermittent fasting eventually. Um, so I lost the weight, but I couldn't keep it off. So then that led me to the carnivore diet and one meal a day. And all this to say my hormone health went down the drain. Um, 
I do credit the keto diet for getting me into the health and wellness space and teaching me about um, the harmful effects of birth control and all of that. And then that's kind of how I got into the holistic health space. So I found out about nutritional therapy through Instagram, actually, um, when I was trying to heal my own hormones um, and get my period back after just beating up my body with diet and exercise. I found nutritional therapists online through Instagram, started investigating that and then figured out that this was my calling and that I want to be there to empower and teach other women about how to help their hormone health and live a more holistic lifestyle. Yeah. It's so funny because I think a lot of us have a very similar story. I have this picture of myself in this little yellow bikini with all the abs and the perfect legs. So when you look at the picture, it's like, oh, wow, like you looked so good inside. I was such an effing mess. Like I had lost my period for three years, like thinking back to how agitated frustrated, stressed out. I was like measuring every single friggin' piece of broccoli that I would eat intermittent fasting, like all of these things that are portrayed to us that are good things to do to make us look a certain way, but no one's ever talking about the after effects of that. And that has like, I'm still how many years later, nine years later, recovering from that, like I still have adrenal fatigue from all of these stupid things that I did. But I loved how you said, I, I give keto credit, because it got me into this space. And that's exactly what I say. I love that yellow bikini picture, because it brought me to where I am right now. And it helped me see the lowest And then I'm able to really heal myself from that, but then bring that to other women. And I think that's the best way to start a business, to be honest, is taking where was I? And there's going to be so many other women that need to know exactly where you were and then the journey that's brought you to where you are right now. So I love how you led into that with all the things that you used to do, because that's kind of what I was thinking we could focus on talking about today. I saw that both of us just made a post recently, like the five things that I now, I think I was four things, you were five things, or I, I can't remember, but the things we do differently now since we graduated and since we've become a nutritional therapy practitioner, and a lot of them were very similar. So would you talk about some of those things a little bit deeper? So the first thing would be intermittent fasting and, (laughs) um, and any, and everything that I say, I do want to just preface with like, I'm sure it does work for other people. We definitely learned in, um, through the program that everyone is bio-individual. Um, everyone's stress bucket is different, um, and their resiliency to stress, um, but mine, I just didn't have any resiliency because I was doing way too much stuff to stress out my body. Um, so the first thing I wrote about in that post was intermittent fasting. Um, and then another thing that kind of relates talking about intermittent fasting is also eating 1200 calories 
And I don't know where the 1200 calorie limit came from. Like, I don't know if that's like Google searchable, Um, but I definitely did that for a long time. And something I learned through the process of doing my own research about female hormones is that our physiologies are so stress is a big deal. I I can't find the words to to what I'm trying to say. Um, and yeah, so just going through my hormone healing process, learning that not fueling your body throughout the day, not only does it not help with blood sugar regulation, um, but it's a sign to your body that you're undergoing stress. And when you're undergoing stress, your body does not prioritize reproduction anymore because that's not a vital uh, function for your body. Okay. Let's unpack the intermittent fasting. Let's go a little bit slow here. Cause this is like sure. probably the number one question I get asked. Cause a couple years ago, I was like, I taught people how to fast <laughs> and yeah. I am going to say that everyone is bio-individual. So there are amazing people and doctors that I follow and I continue to love and believe what they say that believe very strongly in intermittent fasting. And I think that there is a place for it. I do think for autophagy, cellular renewal, like there is a place for it, but only if you're healthy enough for it. And unfortunately, most women aren't, we just aren't you, you nailed it with the stress. Like I think something that women don't understand, and truthfully, I didn't until I really got into the program, is all these different types of stress. Like when you say the word stress, our automatic thought is, well, my husband pissed me off. I'm stressed. Or we don't have any money this month. I'm stressed. Like everybody's stressed. But it's all this other stuff that's loading up your bucket, like intermittent fasting, over-exercising, under-eating, gut problems, all this kind of stuff, right? Counting macros. Yeah. I think that that's a great tool for some people, but if you're a type A personality like I am and you, everything has to be perfect. No, no. Ditch the counting the macros thing. I totally agree. I can remember one day being in tears because I was at my mom's without my food scale. Like I was ruining a perfectly amazing family weekend because I didn't have my food scale. Cause I'd got, I'm type a got so addicted to counting my macros. This was way back nine years ago. So intermittent fasting, first of all, if you want to intermittent fast, go for it. Just like, don't eat for 12 hours when you're sleeping. Like, I think that's actually really still quite important. I know there's some people that for blood sugar regulation stuff that they're getting things really leveled out. You may need a snack. So you may need to not have that 12 hours, but I think for most females, that's pretty safe. Like I use the term dinner and done eat your dinner, have a great dinner and then be done with it. And then don't eat again for 12 hours. And if you want to call that intermittent fasting, go for it. You just intermittent fasted. Right. And then you can start eating again and, and, and feel super healthy. And I think Like you said, we're all bio-individual and it really depends where you land in this sort of HPA access access situation. And most women that I'm finding are really highly stressed. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, with the whole 12 hour fasting overnight, if detoxification is your goal, we did learn about that through the NTA as well is you don't want your digestive system loaded up with a ton of food right before you go to bed, because sleep is when we are repairing our tissues, detoxifying all of that. So if that's a major goal of yours, yeah, uh, dinner and done is probably a good rule. Yeah. Yeah. You feel, I feel so much better. I will say though, dinner and done was one of the hardest habits for me to create for myself. I had got into such a routine of eating something before bed, like some, and it wasn't that it was junky. I wasn't eating chips. I was eating like Greek yogurt with some peanut butter, but, and it was a really hard habit for me to break. But since I've done that, I sleep through the night so, which is telling me my blood sugar is leveling out. You know, if anyone is listening and they're waking up between two and four in the morning, you've probably got a blood sugar issue and that doesn't happen to me anymore. I wake up like rested with energy. So it, it's really a really good tip that you can, a really good habit that you can get into. Okay. So 1200 calories, that's really funny because I've never actually thought about that. Like who made that up? Like who said that? I wonder, like, I feel like every time someone goes on a diet, it has to be 1200 calories. And I'm like, where are they getting this from? Where did I get it from? Well, I think from a man, first of all, I think we're, we're seeing more and more in research Mm -hmm. that every program, every diet was designed around a man's physiology because ours is too hard. It's too complicated with all these hormones fluctuating and different times of whatever you're transitioning through in your life. And we were literally too hard to study. So everything's just been made around the man's body. And now it's like, oh my gosh, like for years, we've been following these rules that would never work for us. So as you've, um, started to work with clients and, and talking about this more on your social media, what are some simple things for people that let's say have been doing 1200 calories and they kind of still have that mindset or they have been fasting? Like I do 16, eight every single day. Um, how are, what are some of the things that you're helping them to kind of make the transition away from that? Well, I think one thing that I would ask or I would do would be to put it back on the client because like we said, everyone is bio-individual. So, you know, people need to reflect on what are their symptoms? Like, what is your body telling you? Is your body showing you signs that um, you need to start slowing down on the fasting? Um, And then another thing is, and something I did was not going cold Turkey you know, we want to make changes sustainable. So if you're doing a 16, eight, let's drop it down to a 14 and 10. Um, something I did obviously with keto was I was so afraid of carbohydrates. I was afraid that once I started eating carb carbohydrates, I was going to gain all the weight back. So just slowly increasing your, whatever macronutrient is, or the calorie limit, um, just slowly, like take your time, make sustainable change, I think is what I would recommend. I was going to say, and then obviously just teaching them about how our female physiology works. I think the small changes are so important. I'm actually running this free group right now at the time of this recording for protein, just helping women see the 
the, how we need to prioritize protein for satiating for our cellular health, like muscle maintenance, all that kind of stuff. And it's so funny because some of them literally are coming in from maybe 60 grams of protein a day. And now they're doing this calculation that I'm giving them. And they're like, oh my God, like I actually should be tripling that or doubling that. And I'm like, this isn't about winning a prize at the end of five days and stuffing yourself with protein. (laughs) It's like, become aware of what's ideal and then just like stair step your way to that. And I think you nailed, I love what you said right at the beginning, ask yourself, is this really working for me? When I started asking myself, is a 21 hour, 23 hour fast actually working for you? Like, I know you've been telling yourself that you feel great and you have all this energy all the time, but is that actually true? Like, do, are you really like white knuckling through your days? And when I finally got honest with myself, I was like, the truth is I'm actually hungry at eight, like seven sometimes, like I'm kind of hungry. And once I was honest with myself and got rid of this, like, oh, I need to fast for this many hours today and listen to my body. My body was actually giving me very clear signs that I needed food, that I needed to nourish myself. And I don't think enough of us is definitely one of those. (laughs) (laughs) That is like a, that is a big sign. That is a huge sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know that you love talking about talking to women that are sort of having babies. So I know that that's kind of who you're talking to is women that are kind of in that age bracket where they're having their kids, where they're their period and their cycle and their ovulation, like it's really, really important. Do you get into any of this like cycle syncing workouts with your cycle or different food choices throughout your cycle? Personally, no. And the reason being is just because I do come from such a restriction mindset that having food rules like that for me is just not okay anymore. I do believe in it though. Um, I actually lit, Uh, recently listened to a webinar about this and they were kind of talking about how when your estrogen is higher at the first two weeks that you want to do a lower carbohydrate approach and then to support progesterone at the end um, you want to do a higher carb approach with whole food complex carbohydrates Um, I did do I did do seed cycling at one time which I I don't know I kind of think it's ridiculous. I don't know. It's not very fun to do. I mean, to have two tablespoons of each type of seed, it's all chalky. And, um, I, I mean, I was doing it when I didn't have a period. So I was kind of at a point in my journey where I was trying all the supplements and all the things, but I wasn't actually putting in the real work that I needed to do, um, which is maybe why I didn't see results, but it just kind of, I don't know. It doesn't fit into my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different things. And I think what the NTP program taught me was, and you just said this, there's so many supplements, there's so many ideas, there's so many thoughts and processes that we can do. And truthfully, they all work. But the problem is they're usually masking what we really need to do. And the the foundations of our health, like a balanced plate, 
eating more, making sure you're drinking water, like what we learned in our course. And I actually didn't realize this is what we were going to learn. I don't know. I came in blind. I didn't know what was going on with this course. (laughs) I know the second module when we were talking about cooking and I'm like, what? I did not sign up to learn how to cook. I, I was like so confused, but then it all started making sense. Like it made me take a step back and say, oh, The point of this is, this is what people are missing. They're just missing like the basics. If we would just get back to the basics, you're not going to need all those supplements. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. All the cooking and all that, like the, how to braise something, how to stew something. I'm like, good to know. (laughs) But uh, yeah, where's the real meat of the the information? Yeah. I was like, come on, we have to wait until friggin' March to talk about, or no, it was like the, after the summer to talk about like hormones and the stuff that I was really actually why I signed up for the course. But then I realized like it started making so much sense. Oh, it's it hormone, your hormones being off. It's not the hormones fault. There's something foundational that is not working. Like it's that whole root cause approach. So speaking of hormones, talk to me, like, what's your favorite thing that you learned or the, and it doesn't have to be from the course. Like what is something that's really been pivotal in your journey or your journey of helping other people, or even just creating content for social media about hormones and feet, like, especially for the women in your sort of audience that are trying to have kids and what's this big what's a big aha was there a big aha moment for you at one time I think hormone health comes down to stress I think that's the number one thing is realizing that even though you might not feel stressed that everyone is stressed you know we have toxins in our environment work finances um, not eating enough, over exercising, counting macros, everything that we've already talked about um, is the root cause of hormone issues for women. That's my opinion. And I think that's the number one thing that women should focus on if they're having hormonal issues. I totally agree. My mind has kind of been blown. So my audience is older than yours, but it's still exactly the same thing. Every single client that's come back, they've filled out their assessment and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to give the exact same recommendations to this lady. Like at one point I was like, this is getting actually a little boring because everything (laughs) is the same. Everybody it's stress. It's all starting with like either adrenal pituitary, like it's all the exact same thing. Um, that it's stress. It's their stress bucket is just like overflowing and mine included. I started seeing a functional doctor. So I went through all the tests. I mean, I literally was at a blood lab for three hours (laughs) and all, all the tests that you could have done. And she kept saying to me, are you sure you're feeling really good? Like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, I feel really good. Like, actually, I almost canceled this appointment because I didn't think I really needed it. And she's like, from the look of your test results, Michelle, you are an absolute mess. You are so like your adrenals are so shot. And I was like, oh, I just don't know how good I am actually going to feel then. Like, I'm really looking forward to doing what you are telling me to do because I'm going to feel like a million bucks. And she's like, 
I actually think that's what's going to happen. You're going to say to me, oh, this is how some people feel. Like this is how good some people feel. And she was exactly right. Within a couple months of just making small tweaks, adding a few supplements in to help heal, I do feel so different. And it, it wasn't big stuff. It was just like foundational stuff that made all the difference. And it was all to do with stress. So what are some things that you, you know, recommend to your clients to change when their stress bucket is just overflowing? Mm, I think one big thing is to assess what are the stressors in your life and maybe write those down and then figure out which of these can I offload to someone else? Which one of these can my partner help me with? You know, things like that, because I know for myself, I am a very in my head type of person and (laughs) I will have a list a mile long and I could think I'm communicating with my husband, but I'm not really communicating effectively. And then things don't get done and things pile up. Um, So I think that's definitely one strategy um, I would recommend is just assessing your stressors and then figuring out, are any of these like worth taking out of my life? How can I get help with any of these? Um, And then just going back to supporting your body, like supporting your body, supporting your blood sugar, all of that is so essential. We all have plenty of excuses as to why we don't eat enough greens, but for every excuse we have, there are about 50 billion reasons why we need to eat them. Okay, maybe that's an exaggeration, but the truth is only 14% of adults eat the recommended amount of vegetables per day. So what do you do if you aren't a veggie lover or don't have access to a variety of fresh greens? Power Greens Powder to the rescue. I actually love veggies, but I can only choose so much. So I turn to my Power Greens powder daily. Why do I love it? It's only greens. There's only five ingredients and they are important mineral and vitamin rich greens that I wouldn't get normally. Power Greens fills in the gaps of my diet and supports my body's optimal balance. I put a scoop in my shake or even in my energy drink. If you are looking for ways to up-level the greens in your diet, go to michellefile.com forward slash faves, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-P-F-I-L-E.com forward slash faves, F-A-V-S, and grab your tub of greens today. I know that you're really big into non-tox living products and stuff like that. So can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I, I don't think people understand like the body lotion that they're using from bath and body works is it, it, it could literally be skyrocketing their estrogen. Like, I don't think people get that. So how did you kind of start that journey of non-tox living? Um, yeah, so that I started learning about that through Instagram as well. Um, And just like research that I'd done that a lot of the chemicals that are in our household products or in our skincare um, or just in our environment are endocrine disruptors um, or, yeah, increase our estrogen, cause estrogen dominance. Um, And what estrogen dominance is, is 
it doesn't mean that you have low progesterone. Your progesterone may be normal, but the ratio between estrogen and progesterone is off and it causes a lot of different symptoms. Um, so yeah, how I got into it is just doing my own research and then seeing what other people recommended online that were in that sphere. Mm-hmm. And then me and my husband actually got into um, making soap for our family and um, tallow balm for lotion and stuff like that. And we actually just started our own soap business. Yeah. I was so glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you about it. Um, and don't you, do you have a farm as well? We don't, but that is our uh, dream for 2026. Yes. That's your dream. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's yeah, so My cool. husband is in the um, air force currently. And when I first met him, one of the first things he told me was, we're moving back to the Midwest one day. That's where he's from. And I'm starting a bison ranch. And I don't even remember him saying that because honestly, if I would have remembered that, I don't think I would be with him right now because a bison ranch was not how I saw my life. Um, But, you know, like as we've grown together and stuff, one big thing about me and him um, is that we realized really early on that we do not want to be stuck in careers that make us unhappy. So the Air Force is that for him. And I actually have a background as a registered nurse. Um, And while I was in school to get my degree, I knew that it wasn't for me. Um, And that was another reason I I wanted to start my own nutrition business. Um, But yeah, the bison thing has been a big dream for him. And then it's kind of turned into a dream for myself as well, because it ties into non-toxic living um, because we're really big into soil health and regenerative agriculture and we want to provide clean food um, for other people and educate other people. I love it. I actually just started eating bison, ground bison. There's a lot of bison in Canada. I know there is. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I've never, well, uh, it's not readily available at our grocery stores, to be honest. Like I don't actually, I never really saw it. But then when we started talking about protein and stuff in the course, I'm like, okay, I need to like shake things up. Like this chicken is getting old. And I started finding, um, like grass fed bison at Costco actually. And it's so good. And there's so much protein. Like it's amazing. I think that's like such a great, and like the, so the nutrients in our soil, like that's like a whole other podcast episode. And I am not really well versed or voiced in that kind of stuff, but I think it's so important. Like I started buying all my meat from local farmers that are grass fed. And, and I mean, yes, it's more expensive for sure. Like, but so is everything right now. And I just actually did a video in one of my groups and I'm like, yeah, eggs. It feels like I have to take a mortgage out every single time I go get, you know, free range, like some eggs from the farmer, but I'm worth it. Like my family is so worth it when you actually understand the nasty crap that is at the grocery store. Like it's mind blowing to me that it's okay. Like it's mind blowing to me that the government, I'm so naive. I've been so naive for my whole life that I just trusted that they actually had our best interests at heart, but they just really don't. The big thing about eating more nutrient dense foods and foods that are quality as well is going back to the stress thing. Stress depletes our nutrients and minerals. 
So getting in the highest quality food that you can for everyone is so important. Um, and just prioritizing what you can, whether it's just eggs and then everything else is um, just conventional or if you're prioritizing your meat, but not something else. And then for any of your listeners who have had, whether it be one child, multiple children, um, pregnancy depletes your minerals like crazy too. And if you're not repleting those minerals after childbirth, um, that's not good either. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit, because this is a conversation that isn't shared a lot on this podcast because I'm way past childbirth. But I think this is great because I have lots of ladies that listen that would be right in that that season of their life. So after you have your baby, what are some things that women should be doing? Because here's the thing, they're so busy and they're not sleeping and like all the things are happening, but all but also all the things are happening inside their body with hormones, etc. So what are some tips that you could give that woman that's had that baby. I'm thinking of someone I'm working with right now. She's had a baby like maybe six months ago. She's still breastfeeding. What are some simple things that could really help her elevate her minerals and rebalance her body? Well, definitely salting your food for sure. If we're going to focus on minerals, having a high quality sea salt, adding a pinch into your water throughout the day, or taking a, if you don't like that, an electrolyte cell, uh, supplement like LMNT. Um, Adrenal cocktails. I don't know if you've ever talked about those or gotten into it, but there's so many variations of them. There's, you know, there's variations like with orange juice, but like for people that might have blood sugar issues, there's other like lower carb options that you can do um, with just lime juice. Um, But those are great for your adrenals. And then they're also providing a ton of sodium and potassium. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't think we can get enough minerals. So, you know, prioritizing eating enough food. Um, And I think that postpartum is a time where you want to get in the best food you can, but I think it's a time for supplements as well. Um, And some supplements that I take myself and I would recommend to people are like trace mineral drop, the adrenal cocktails, like I said, sea salt on your food and in water. Um, I try and stick to like whole food supplements as much as possible. Yeah. The adrenal cocktails. I still haven't tried that. I really need to. So what's the purpose of them? Explain adrenal cocktail to me. Cause I actually don't get it. So they're super tasty. Uh, but so you're supposed to drink them around, I believe it's like 10 AM or 2 PM. So kind of like mid afternoon when you're kind of having an energy slump, but the purpose of it is the specific nutrients that are found in it. So like a traditional adrenal cocktail would be orange juice, coconut water and sea salt. Like that's a very basic recipe. Um, the orange juice is providing you with vitamin C, which is super essential to adrenal health. Um, the coconut water is a great source of potassium. And then the sea salt is providing trace minerals, but also sodium. Um, and all of those things are needed for proper adrenal health and functioning. So, you know what? I remember after we talked about this in, in our little cohort message thread, I went and bought coconut water and it is just to me, the grossest thing in the world. And it sat in my fridge until I threw it out. <laughs> so I need try to try the adrenal cocktail because honestly, I am the same way. I hate the taste of just coconut water, but you cannot taste it when you mix it with orange juice. Try it again. 
And then, oh, also, um, if you are interested in it, there is a product from Jigsaw Health, though, but it's like an uh, adrenal cocktail powder that you can just add to drinks. Um, So if you're not into coconut water, um, another good source of potassium that you could do is cream of tartar, which sounds weird. It kind of just gives the drink more of like a sour taste, um, but that's loaded with potassium and then also aloe juice. Um, right. which is also good for digestion as well. I got to try those. I got to give that another shot. Cause I, I know that's exactly what happened. I opened that coconut water and took one drink and I was like, uh, heck to the no on that. <laughs> it is so gross, but yeah, I could see myself liking one with lime juice. I just need to Google some recipes, but okay. I'm going to fire two more questions. Okay. What is probably one of your favorite swaps that you've made as in like makeup, skincare, something like that, household product that you found and you've made since you're kind of low tox living? Like, is there one thing that you're like, oh, I'm so glad I found this. This is so good. I know I'm really simple to be honest. Like my cleaning that I do is vinegar and water. Like I, I don't pay for branch basics and all that kind of stuff. Like I don't have the money for that. I want to spend it on food. Um, but yeah, like as far as a product, I would definitely say a Raza beauty. That is my, my everything makeup. I think the only thing I don't have on that is not a Raza is my mascara. And I, I think that brand is Ilia. Um, but I love it. It's like a, a cream foundation, blush, all of that kind of stuff. Um, they also have like skincare as well, mm-hmm. like serums, um, all of that. And I absolutely love it. Okay. I'm going to, cause that is one thing that I have yet to, like, I've changed out a few of my beauty products, but not everything yet. Um, so that's something that I, here's one tip. Like you hear all of these things on a podcast and it gets so overwhelming that you're sometimes I find people just shut down because it's like, Oh, now she wants me to eat bison and buy my eggs from a farmer and get new makeup. Like, it's just like so much. And what I've done is just one thing at a time. Like I'm still working on switching some things around in this house because it is overwhelming and it's expensive. And I'm kind of like you, I want to make sure that first of all, the food is really good. And then I kind of am slowly working my way through everything else. Okay. Last question. Talk to me about some books that you've read that have really, really helped you on your journey that you think would be I know we kind of get into more sciencey stuff, but maybe some more like basic books that helped you maybe in the beginning with your hormone health and cycling and sort of getting yourself back on track. I mean, one person that I definitely started reading at the beginning of my hormone health uh, journey was Beyond the Pill by Jolene Brighton. If you've ever heard of that, she, her website is great. Her book is great. I think she just came out with another book as well that I haven't read yet. And her Instagram is also Great. Yeah. Yeah, I love her. And I think what happens on Instagram is once you start following one person like her, then more people are going to show up in your feed and you end up, you can just learn all that same stuff by going to doctor's blogs and going to their website. 
Um, okay. This was so good, Presley. I think we gave some like really, really good tangible tips. I'm going to go have an adrenal cocktail. I'm going to figure that out for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Now, can you tell everybody where they can find you, how you're working with clients right now? So on Instagram, I'm at restoring roots wellness. And I literally just got my website up last night at midnight because I wanted to get it done before this. Um, so I'm at restoring roots wellness.online. Um, so you can go on there and I have two different packages. I have a group and then a one-on-one. And then I also have some bonuses as well. Awesome. That's so good. I am so proud of you for getting your website because that is not an easy feat. (laughs) Okay, you guys, you need to go follow Presley on Instagram because I am not kidding. Like I said at the beginning, she just really gives some great information over there. She, uh, you just had so much knowledge all through the course. I was always like, that Presley, she knows what she's talking about over there. Even from the very beginning, you you shared so many valuable things within our course. So I'm excited for you. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, Michelle. All right. I know you guys loved that one. It was powerful. I hope you are walking away with some value and inspiration and things you can actually start implementing into your own life. As always, I appreciate you guys so much, and I'd really love it if you would subscribe to the show and also leave a review. Five star would be awesome. No, honestly, I just appreciate hearing what you take away from the show and how it's helping you. Make sure you're following me over on Instagram at it's Michelle file and Michelle Moore file on Facebook. I love when you guys send me messages, you tag me in your stories. It's just so fun to see that some of you are really getting some really great information from these shows and these incredible guests that I'm having on. I hope you have an awesome week and we'll see you next Wednesday.